Thanks for tuning in for another podcast on the PM Spazio. It's your bull. Who? The bull. Who? The bull, Giorgio the PM. And I got something to say about all this white space I see in the tech industry. So uh, thanks for tuning in again. Today, I just wanted to uh, finish that two-part uh, series that I was uh, started on the other day. The first part was um, the top three issues with fitness technology um, in the tech space. And today, we just want to talk about um, really put some focus on the difference between innovation and renovation. And why is that so important? Why is that it's so important to me? Why should that be so important to you, uh, the listeners, to um, any industry? Um, I'm starting with uh, fitness and, 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 and health first, but why is that so important to understand that difference? And why we should always be striving towards innovation. So, you know, we have some competing um, uh, paradigms that exist within our culture um, that support one system over another at times. And I'll explain what I mean by that. But it's very important to 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 know the difference between innovating and renovating. And I'm dealing primarily right now with uh the fitness uh, space industry niche, um, because that's where, you know, I kind of like built my roots on a lot of the, you know, technical aspect and, and how I do things. But, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm on, I'm on my iPad this morning and, you know, I was getting ready to do, you know, a different podcast. Cause I was just like, I don't know if I really had an energy to do this podcast anymore. I'm kind of ready to do something else. But I said, you know what, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to follow through because I already mentioned it in a previous episode. So I'm just going to really like deep dive into why this is so important to me. Um, So the textbook definition of innovation is new method, process or product in short. And renovation is how I define renovation is just basically going into a framework that already exists. And changing some superficial elements, um, maybe you might do it, uh, knock out a few things and, you know, slide some stuff around. If, if you looked at it in terms of like a home, maybe renovation, you wouldn't destroy the whole building. You would probably knock out a wall and, you know, add some tiling, change the paint, X, Y, and Z. In a tech space, what we typically do is um, maybe in your app, you might have different names for your pages, some different colors. You might use a different font, but there's no real like no nothing new and innovative. And the reason why I'm so like bent on innovation is because innovation is is imagination inside of a framework. You imagine new things when you innovate. You like and I and when I innovate, I always start from the question of what if, what if the world could be like this? What if something could be like that? 
And then I start to build experiences. I start telling myself stories about like how that would look, how that would play out. And then I create an experience based on that. And then I build my UI based on the experience that I want to create as well as what is already common to people so that they just won't come into this whole brand new world. And it's like they can't jump right in because they got the learning curve is so great. So in some regards, kind of renovating some of the UI elements, you know, in an app is cool. But when you think about the overall experience, what are you innovating at? What are you using your imagination to create? And I think that there's a big uh, uh, divide between understanding if you're actually innovating or if you're renovating. So I was looking, like I said, I was on my iPad this morning and I was looking at the, uh, now I was looking at the Apple uh, Fitness Plus that's coming out later 2020 this year, um, which is really soon. So, um, cause it's already December and you know, I love everything Apple. Just, just, just understand that every their products, their, their, the, the coding languages, the APIs, the development. I love all of it. But with all of the technology that exists inside of the actual hardware that they're creating, when they create technologies or when they create services, a lot of times they don't really innovate their services to show all of what Apple is about and what is under the hood of their particular products. And when you don't show that, you know, people kind of look to a higher paradigm or a higher infrastructure and they go like, oh, well, this is what they're doing. This, this is their product. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll follow suit. And I'm just looking at this Apple Fitness Plus and I'm thinking to myself, like, this is not this is not innovation. I mean, one of the taglines throughout the page is like a new way to work out. And it's like Beachbody been doing this. People been doing this on YouTube. The only difference is is that now you can see uh, you know, your your stats from your watch on the screen. And they like, yeah, with great music and they have you know, I love Cardi B. They got the little Cardi B thing down in the corner. And it's like, this is the song you listening to or you listening to X, Y, and Z. And it's like, all right, like, that's not innovation. That's renovation. You move some stuff around. And because, you know, um, it's marketed well and, and, and the layout is beautiful and everything is clean, it looks wonderful. But it's like, that's not innovation. That's renovation, literally. You just you just combining things in one UI, but innovation would have been like, like I said before in a previous podcast, innovation would have been if you made it so that 10 minutes before, 10 minutes after, you could see all of the people or a group of people that are in your city, in some other cities that you're interested in, Rio de Janeiro, I don't know, uh, uh, Tokyo, Japan, um, Cape Town, South Africa. All right. 
and all of those people are performing a session at the same time that you are. It's nighttime in some places and some places it's morning time. And 10 minutes before we get ready to work out, there's like a little uh, a video chat room and we could kind of meet each other and say, hey, what's your name? What do you do? What's, what's your business? Like that's an innovative service because it's like, oh, snap, this is inside of the fitness app. And then when we, you know, we, we meet each other and we kind of like say like, what's your goal for the day? And then maybe uh, via our UI, we can, you know, set some goals for ourselves. We could say, well, there is a, a particular part in this workout where they kind of do like sprints. How about we challenge each other? Like that's an innovative service because that's creating community. That's that's creating more excitement. And it's live. It's right now. Even if the session is pre-recorded, the interaction with other people can be live. So that's an innovative, you know, avenue to take things it's like oh wow that's great like there's no service right now that does that Beachbody is not that's innovation you added an innovative element you took imagination and was like you know basically especially during this COVID time how could we take um something that already exists and add a new innovative element to it and that's what I'm all about like every time I try every time I create you know any type of technology uh, for white spots, you know, any type of utility, any type of application, I'm thinking about like, what one piece could I add in there um, to, to throw some type of innovation in something that makes this thing stand out from other things. And tr truth be told, I don't even think about it in those terms. I just, in my imagination, I go like, how can it be better? And, you know, the reason why I'm so and I'll jump back and forth between innovation and renovation so that we can like see the 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 juxtaposition of both. But like the reason why I'm so, you know, I don't hate renovation. I just feel like renovation starts to become repetition. I've you know, I'm on Instagram yesterday and I'm looking at all of these like um different different uh, fitness personalities that got like 12 million followers, 50 million, you know, a hundred, uh, a million followers or 500,000 followers. And, you know, they got these apps and they, they, their workouts are awesome. That's not even the point who they are and it's things that they're saying in their feed. All of that's great. What I'm saying is that instead of innovating some process, like how can I create an experience in my brand that's better and different and new, something people haven't seen. We don't think like that. We go like, all right, this is the routine. I'm gonna just plug my stuff into this. And you know, we got these scroll views, we got your uh main repository, main screen, and we, you know, add some fonts and some text and colors, and that's pretty much it. And we ride off of the fact that because I got the followers and they're going to buy my product because they like me anyway, then we, we don't, we don't renovate. I mean, we don't innovate. We just continually just renovate things and renovation also leads to, not only does it lead to a repetition and that repetition becomes, you get more companies that build services, then you get more people that can now have that same renovated look. Like imagine if every house was built exactly the same way.
after a while, you just be like, all right, like, you having a housewarming, like, all right, I'm coming over to see you, but, like, don't be like, oh, look at my house, look how great it is, like, every, every house looks like this. I really don't see, like, there's nothing... But you go to somebody's house or you watch like one of these uh, uh, um, um, television shows that show like dynamic homes. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I would love to live. That's the response that we should be having in the fitness industry with technologies that we putting out in the innovation. It should be, oh, my goodness. I didn't to the point where it's like people want two or three different apps from different people because the experiences is so great. It's like, yo, I got to have all three or four of these because they just all do something different. But at the way it is right now, it's like pretty much, hey, this one has uh, the person with 12 million followers and the person with 25,000 followers and the person with three followers. They all got the same type of app. It's the same. So who do I follow now? I go with the one with 12 million. Maybe they doing something different. And that's... That's how the game has been being played. So that renovation, it, it, it starts to lead to repetition. It starts to, and that repetition leads to more structures and more things that, um, that will eventually put us in a position where now is now is saturation. And then we waiting for the next person to pioneer and create something or innovate something. And then we jump on that and then everybody will do that. And it's like, Nobody is the same. Nobody has the same mindset. Nobody does things the same way. Why are we not injecting our 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 imagination into things? And this is on a cut or on a tangent a little bit, but I think that really has to do with like how society is as a whole. They got rid of cartoons on regular TV, how it used to be. I remember when I was growing up, like you didn't because cable wasn't really a thing. You had all of these like cartoons, all of these types of shows as a child that you could look and you it, your imagination would blossom. You had Channel 12, you had you had uh, Sesame Street um, uh, and you had all of these these different little like imaginative things that weren't real, but they just caused you to to be like, wow, I wonder if. You know, I used to play with Legos. I used to do. So you had to create worlds in order to be excited. And as the times went on, late 80s, 90s, cartoons started disappearing. You stopped really hearing about like um, Legos wasn't a thing. Like it used to be commercials for Legos. And why is Lego important? Because Lego was like you took some building blocks some pieces and you put them together and I would you you tried to figure out how how you could create something new. And as a kid all I would do is just be like, "All right, this is like the only Lego set I have. So I got to go in there and I got to like put these blocks together however I could put them together to make something new every time from one box of Legos." So that imprinted my mind with the how can I take something and just create new, create better. It's not enough. You know what I mean? And once I started doing that, it was easy for me to invent. And then as a kid, I used to always read about black inventors all the time. All of the stuff that black men created over. And I just was like, wow, I didn't know that. Like the carburetor, the 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 um, the light bulb, the you know, the the light that's on. 
the corners, the stoplight that we use to this day, gas masks, you know, transmit, like, it's just so much stuff, like the telegraph, the things that pioneered and innovated and pushed the world forward. But you see less and less of that because it's like, now we getting into the place where it's kind of like, I hear people say this thing where they go like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't try to reinvent the, no, it's not about it not being broke. It's the fact that what I'm looking at is how to make it better. Now, here's the perfect example of what I'm saying about competing thought paradigms that really cause so much friction on the innovation side of life. So when I worked in food service, right, one of the things as a manager that they would always talk to us about when I was a supervisor, service manager, assistant general manager, you always having these meetings. And the question that they always ask in hospitality is how are we creating best moments? How are we making the environment better for people? How are we making things better? This is the mentality of hospitality. How are we making it better? So in one place, we're always talking about how do we make situations and experiences better? But then in another few industries, we're just going with what's already available, just recycle, don't try to change what ain't broken. That those are competing paradigms. Should we always be trying to um, look for a better way to increase experiences? Or should we just go with what's already available? And this is why I'm so um, not adamant, but I'm so focused on us um, focusing more on innovating as opposed to renovating because innovation keeps the imagination constantly going because we're always asking a question how can i make it better what can i do more of what can i do more of and on my instagram feed and on my uh website i'll you know over the next few days be updating and and, and validating some of the things that i'm saying right now so that there'll be a clear understanding like oh this is what he means when he's talking about renovation and this is what he means when he's talking about innovation and he's innovating all these new concepts. And I just and they're very simple concepts. A lot of things. It's just really because we're so caught on a bandwagon. There's many times when I'm just looking and I'm like, how. Time update after update year after year, nobody has figured this out yet. Now, yes, I was sitting on my hands for a little while trying to understand my branding and who I was and what I needed to do and how I actually needed to express myself in this world. But for the most part, I'm I'm looking and I'm like, wow, nobody is really touching these particular elements. That's why when somebody creates, I forget what I was, I was on LinkedIn and some lady created a way to... It was something simple. She innovated. She created a way to like turn your shoes into to, to change the straps on them or something. 
And it was like, it could just change the whole shoe. I forget that exactly what it was, but it was something as simple as like changing shoe straps and making your stilettos look completely different or your heels look completely different. And it's like all of the years that shoe manufacturers been making shoes and ain't nobody never think, yo, why don't we make a shoe that looks like this? the regular shoe, but they can literally change the strap and the colors and they can look like they have a brand new shoe. And the way it was crafted, it was, and I saw this on LinkedIn like a year ago and I'm like, how nobody thought of this? Like, I, now the reason why it might not be out there like that is just cause, you know, marketing plays a big role and, and, and voice and getting people. And when I say marketing, ex, I say exposure plays a big role and people really getting a chance to, to experience new innovations. But like, there are certain things where I'm just like, I don't understand why this is not being used. And back to the, to the innovation side of things, like it's one of the reasons why when it comes to software, and when I say software, I'm talking about software applications that Apple put out. I'm not really that thrilled, you know what I mean? Because I'm thrilled with certain services and one of them being Spotify. And I'm going to tell you why I feel like Spotify has innovated something so great. And whoever wrote the algorithm for finding new songs, I don't know what they was thinking about or how they did it. But it's amazing because I literally have listened to songs and you know how like on Spotify, like the radio will kick in after your last song plays on your playlist and it'll be songs that and it'll be song after song after song. And I'm like, yo, I'm feeling this. And I'm like, the first time it happened and I was new to Spotify, I was like, yo, I do not remember. Like I listen to a lot of Italian trap music. So I'm I'm listening. I'm I'm studying Italian. So I, you know, I try to immerse myself in any way possible. And I'm sitting there and it's like song after song after song after song. And I'm like, yo, did I put this on a playlist? And I had to stop and open up my iPad. And I'm like, I'm like, what? And then it's like radio. And I'm like, based on a song. And I'm like, what? Cause I remember, you know, being on the Apple platform and I'm just like, what? I don't not like this song. And they just be playing stuff. And I'm like, this is garbage. Like that. I don't even like that. And whoever came up with that algorithm, they, whatever they was thinking about, they did it and they did it right. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying like innovating processes and, and methods and, and, and exercises and technologies using innovate, like innovate something new innovate, create something new inside of your piece of tech every single time, every time, every time. I, and I like to, you know, I like to, 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 well, you know, I'll, 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 I'll make an example about another example about innovation in regards to like music. Um, but Talking about renovation again, another reason why I'm so like strongly opposed to the continual um, um, execution of renovating, renovating, renovating is because it creates complacency in people. 
people become complacent when they renovate because that's like the easiest thing. Just go in and like switch a few things up and you move on. And it's like when you become complacent, then you lose the hunger, you lose the excitement. And it's like that in itself is detrimental to the longevity of your business, your brand, your career or whatever it is that that particular niche is supposed to be delivering to people. Because now it's like, oh, that's old. And it's like, no, this is still very relevant. Um, another example that I, you know, I like to look at when I think about innovation and, and you know, how, how it affects, how it shows itself through music is like take Outkast for years. Outkast stayed around for a long time, long time. I remember when... Outcast was really, really hitting the scene in the north because I'm in Atlanta now, but I was in Philly, so you you didn't hear too much southern music up there. But Outcast was one of those groups that you would hear on the radio, and through the years, it was like, like, um, Bad Boys, Biggie, Outcast was still in the game. They always had great music. Every album that they came out with was different. Then. When Bad Boys kind of like died down, you had Flip Mode Squad, you had um, Cash Money or through them eras. And when they started dying, but Outkast was still putting out, they were still putting out new, exciting material. They was innovating like the process. They came out with Speaker Box and A Love Below. Like that album is clearly a classic. Like you had two different people inside of a group that started out rapping together and doing things the same way that took two different artistic paths on the same album. And it was like, yo, this double CD, like this thing is crazy. They And, and it was like, that is a classic. It is still songs that people could, you could still play certain songs from that album, from uh, The Love Below, and people still going to be excited and hype about them. Because he that that was innovation, man. That was just like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to just change the game up. So when we dealing with the fitness niche, let's like, I'm going to focus in on that now. When we looking at the fitness niche and we start looking at these apps that are coming out, it's just way too much technology inside of an iPhone for us to only have a scroll view. You know what I'm talking about? A scroll view a repository view that shows all your workouts and and that be it. And then you put a video, you watch, and then they say, here's a meal plan for everybody. Innovation is what are your meal plan goals? So when I punch my goals in in a particular area, our utility, the way that we divide apps up are we divide screens and functionality up based on utility. Like what does this particular group of screens provide for you? You can release one utility or you can put a bunch of utilities together and create your own application. And that's how we build our white labeling service. But one of the things you know that we do, we have a utility called Dossier. And in Dossier, you can go in and you can set your goals and the way that you would innovate a fitness app or a, a, a nutrition app, it would be, what are your goals? And then you set your goal. I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, um, um, get gain lean muscle mass, 
blah, blah, like really specific. I want to fit better in my jeans. I want to X, Y, and Z. And then when you go in, you'll be able to, the algorithm should know, all right, based on what are your favorite foods? What do you like to eat? You like Italian food. You like, you like Spanish food. You like uh, Japanese cuisine. You like sushi. Like, and then you go in there and you pick a couple of things. And then based on, you know, these particular uh, touch points of, of, of data, our algorithm will come up with a menu based on what it is that you just put in. And then it'll show you something like uh, neighboring restaurants in your area where you could get that. This is what's on uh, the inventory of Whole Foods and Trader Joe's that you can get that's based on, like that's innovating the process. That's creating something completely different where you're like, oh my goodness, all I got to do is put in like what my goal is uh, nutrition wise or or fitness wise. And then I just put the things that I like and it tells me like what's in my area blah, and it shows you on a map and it has like a nice UI and layout. That's innovating the process. But if all we going to do is just do, you know, videos and, and scrolling and push play and one of the things I, 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 and I feel like I could hear some people listening to this and going like, yo, this is bull. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, it's, it's, a, it's great. I've lost 40 pounds. I've such a, I, I get that. You're going to lose weight. But what we got to understand is, and what I'm saying is, if we're using technologies, we got these $1,000 phones, these three $400 watches, we got $1,500 iPads, $2,000 computers. We got all this technology and, and it's all of this, these APIs, different, different augmented reality, core motion, core location. We got HTTP streaming capabilities. We have augmented, like we got all of this stuff going on under the hood. And the best that we can come up with is scroll through, pick a video, and consume. That's YouTube. That's all that is. That's YouTube and an app with your name on it and some colors. You're just consuming content. And what we got to understand is that that's not innovation. That's what this is about. This is about innovating and renovating. Innovating, taking your imagination, creating something new for the world, for people, so that they can have a more profound experience as opposed to renovating and staying within a particular cut and paradigm and framework that's being used so much that is now no longer exciting. Humans love novelty. That's why so many industries crack and so many niches crack and so many businesses crack because soon as the newest wave comes out, everybody's like, we done with that. Facebook used to be the thing. Then Instagram did something and then everybody was like, we out. And you still have people on there. People still on Twitter, but they say we out. That's why they all. And if you ever notice when companies become. I don't want to use the word desperate, but that's what I'm thinking. When companies become desperate or or they're in need of making their shareholders realize that they're you, that's when they innovate. 
But it's like you innovating now out of response of innovation should be our initial our initial goal from the day that we build any type of technology. Especially in the fitness realm, the fitness realm has yet to see technologies that really reflect an innovative path. Has yet to have technologies that reflect an innovative path. I needed to say that again. I'm not talking about the exercises. I'm not talking about the personality, the performing the exercises. I'm not talking about the exercise discipline, CrossFit. I love ALO. I just did one of them the other the other morning. I just got that service and dumb workouts is like I said this boy, he crazy. Like he I'm about to my shoulders is bleeding on the inside. I was hurting so bad. Not actually bleeding, but I was just like so those things are innovative and great and wonderful combinations, new types of fusions of exercises, animal movement, all of that's great. But how do we take technology and match and create an experience based on that? So one of the innovative things that I came up with, a utility called Rico, Reconoscimento, right? Recognize. So recognizing movement and based on recognizing movement, just build a whole bunch of, 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 of utility and experience around that. Recognize movement. So I'm going to do a post and put this on the website so that people can see it. But using movement to generate notifications. So when a user does a particular exercise specifically, not just categorizations of strength, yoga, jogging, boxing, basketball. I'm talking about specific things. If you're playing basketball and you shoot a three-pointer, when you dunk, when you dribble, getting notifications and getting metrics and information based on each one of those things specifically. When you do a squat, knowing exact and, and a notification. So Rico is looking at that exercise and then we're creating an experience around that. And that experience is as soon as you do a squat, you're getting a notification that's letting you know. Remember, make sure that your butt is in this position. Make sure that you're uh, engaging your glutes. Make sure that your back is at this position. Is your chin up? Are your shoulders in the right position? Like. That's an experience. And then we even take that experience a little bit further and use Siri and voice. You got your AirPods on, you listen to music, and as you get ready to do that particular exercise, because this is the next one in your workout that you see on your screen, Siri is already in your ear giving you these commands. Voices already in your ear from the app giving you commands and, and cues about your movement before you even go through the next set or the next repetition. That's an experience. Asking Siri to uh, give you um, information about your meal plan for the day. What have you done so far? What do you need to do? 
that's an experience. That's the type of stuff we're innovating. Voice is a big thing right now. Hands-free is a big thing. So when I talk about innovation, I'm talking about taking your imagination and really putting it inside of a framework. First, imagine what if, what if the world could be like this? Then look at the technologies that are available. And if there are none available, what do I need to create and how do I need to create that? And then you build around that. That's one of the things I like about, uh, I think, uh, is it James Cameron uh, from Avatar, right? He said that when they created that movie, he had this story. It took him like X amount of years to really figure out like how to do it and how to come up with it. And um, he said there were gimbals that they needed and types of camera uh, capabilities that didn't exist. So they had to go out and hire engineers and create these type of camera gimbals to be able to shoot the film like they wanted to shoot it. That's innovation. You use imagination first with everything. And then you say, from my imagination, if I imagine the world to be X, Y, and Z, now look at all these technologies how do those technologies and this imagination coincide, fit together, fit into, couple to make this a reality? And then once I figure that out, how do I couple that with what people are used to seeing so that they'll have some familiarity to springboard from? And then we create an app like that. But we got to be more, more vigilant about innovating and less um there has to be less of us wanting to constantly um just renovate methods products forms that already exist cuz you know they don't lead to anything and like i said when we innovate when we when we renovate like we become complacent and and we because i made x amount of thousands of dollars Maybe I made a million. It's like, oh, I'm good now. And it's like, if that's the way that you want to live the rest of your life, then that's cool. Like, that's what you really wanted to do. And I don't know if you really cared about what you was doing. If the attitude is like, you know, I kind of got mine. Let's move on. Then, you know, that's what you want. I, 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 You know, we all have our goals in life. But my goal and my, my, my passion and my desire is to make sure that I'm always innovating and creating processes that are intuitive, that create profound experiences for people in their lives so that they can keep imagining. Because imagination is how we get to the next level of humanity. We got to imagine a better place. We got to imagine a better, a better system. And the fitness industry is really on the tech side is really lacking with innovation. We just can't be so quick to want to hurry up and like put out that MVP to put out that 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 uh, minimum viable product and, and just be like, yo, we we got the service up and running. Okay, all right, you got the service up and running, but like you didn't create nothing new. And I will do a podcast about that because about marketing. And how marketing skews the 
the the perception of the product that you're putting out because you're really good at getting people excited. And people who really good at getting people excited, they can show you like the dumbest thing. Like I sort of um, now understand what I'm saying. This is I'm clearly not a diss. It's really an assessment, but the fidget spinner. So I was looking at the story of the guy who created the fit and it's got to do with like marketing. This is another podcast. It won't be the next one. The next one will be about user experience and how to create a true user experience and where that user experience should come from. But the fidget spinner, like what does the fidget spinner really do? Nothing. But he got a lot of people excited. I don't know what the age groups were and made exit, you know. I don't know. I think he made a million or something dollars or, you know, he just made, he made, he made more than a hundred thousand dollars on the fidget spinner. It might've been a million or a socks with dog faces on it. Like that's not a diss, but it's like some people know how to take basic things and just make them really look great. And a lot of times our marketing strategies are so awesome. We can get people hype and get them to, buy into the renovation right of a thing and then they're like yo this is great this is awesome and it's like is it really or did i just get you excited like i appeal to uh, uh marketing is built on propaganda that's the the, uh, the the first marketing was propaganda appealing to people's emotions telling a specific story to get them like, oh, what? Huh? And because they hadn't been confronted with that and hadn't been shielded against that inception, they hadn't been shielded against certain things and they are susceptible to be able to be like, oh yeah, that's great. That's awesome. And it's like, is it really? So that's one of the things that I, you know, I, 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 I think a lot of times the renovation of a thing has been marketed so well and everything looks so great that surrounded it and the company that's presenting that renovated idea has your attention so you go with it and it feels like oh that's something but it's really not new and the only reason why and now i'm gonna say this in closing the only reason why innovation the only reason why renovation can succeed so profoundly over innovation in larger spans of time, innovation is usually a pop or a peak. Like, boom, things are like this now. And then everybody does that. The reason why renovation works so well is because there are not enough people that continually imagine and innovate new things. And if you think about that in the greatest, in the greatest sense of it, if everybody actually did exactly who they are, which is something different. There would be so many different types of elements in, 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 in within a niche that they would almost become niche themselves. So how do stock markets, how do, how do, how do analysts, how do consultants really, really build a business that drives the masses or the herd of people to a particular product, service, style of life or whatever. If everybody is literally tapping into what makes them niche, what makes them innovative, what makes them different. 
if, 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 so if you teach renovation, keep this process going. And then when that burns out, we'll move on to something different. So like, we really got to like, really, really take heed and take stock to the fact that a lot of times renovation is, is just, is, it's a way to keep things controlled. And there's an understanding about what's happening next. And when people constantly using their imagination and innovating new ways, there is no, there is no, no way to contain or control or guide masses of people. And I know that that sounds so, for some people that sounds so uh, uh, conspiratorial, but it's not. Think about it. Think about it at its root. If you did who you were. We talk about it all the time. We do posts about it. We tell people, be be you, which really means you are an innovation and a niche. Do what you do. We tell people that. But the majority of people don't do that. The difference between early adopters and then the masses of people. Early adopters is a really small segment of people. People who can see how things are going to be. They have a vision for things and they know how to drive that forward. Innovators are a very small segment of people, not because they have to be. It's just that the majority of people would prefer to follow. But that is unacceptable for me. So I'm going to crack the fitness game open. I'm going to crack it open on the tech side. I'm going to show technologies and innovations that's going to shake it up and then when everybody get on i'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm already on the next thing i'm gonna I'm crack that open and we're gonna keep cracking it open until it gets into people's minds like let's stop settling for just what we see right now let's enjoy it let's enjoy it for you know the next six months to a year two years three but what we already creating what's next innovation should be king and right now innovation is popper renovation is king and marketing is queen and the reason why i say innovation is popper or jester is because it's not it's not taken as seriously as it needs to be taken and you know case in point like i said when you look at when you look at Apple and all of the stuff that they got in an iPhone and on an Apple Watch and the service that they have that just came out really doesn't use but maybe 10% or 15% of those capabilities and they wrote the code and the APIs for it, then that lets you know right there that right now it's 30, 10 in favor of renovation. And the way I'm about to do this game and what White Spot CO is about to do, we about to have match point with innovation. And we're going to make it so that people won't want anything else but to innovate every time they do something. Customize, make it new, be different. So how is your brand right now? What is it that you're doing with your piece of fitness technology? Are you renovating or are you innovating?
because if you're innovating, bravo. If you're renovating, kudos. But I hope you step it up and, and, and add something new that will make who you are really shine, make who your brand is really shine. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in again and stay tuned. The next episode, I'm trying to do like two episodes a week. Um, but the next episode will definitely be about uh, user experience and how to create a positive user experience and a user experience that actually reflects life and the experiences that we have in life. All right, y'all have a good one. Cheers.